Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to the first Cavan side to enter into the Ulster Club Championship in the football competition. Anyway, it's um, Den are taking on Neve Congal, I think it's called, or my pronunciation, Oscar isn't good. Uh, Paul Fitzpatrick might have a better stab at it than me. I won't, Damien. I, I know that. <laughs> The secondary school in Liston Ski is named after the same same saint, and they often wonder driving past how do you pronounce it. But uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna call them the Antrim team. It's like Macbeth, the Scottish play. We just call them the Antrim team here. <laughs> yeah, a good one, a good one. Very briefly before we, we jump on to that, the the hurlers are out. Coot Hill are, are taking on the down or sorry the Derry champions. A big big ask for them. Um, the 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 Derry side they play Division One league. They've played the likes of Schlock Neil and, and teams like that, the loop like they're it's 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 going to be very difficult for Coot Hill, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't have much about it, but if they're if they're even competing with the likes of Schlock Neil, um, who are you know one of the top senior clubs in Ulster, um, it sounds like they're gonna be very strong for for junior and they're gonna probably coast through Ulster, you'd imagine if that's the case. So um yeah, that yeah. sounds like a big ass, but you never know. Best of luck to Good Hill on that one. It'd be a great boost. I do remember a few years ago, um, Mullahorn got a bit of a run in that. Uh, Cavan teams have. I was trying to think about that. Yeah. When was the last time that a Cavan team won in this competition? Won a game? I'm not sure, but uh, Mullahorn had a good run in it. Um, I remember covering some of those games. They won, I think they might have won a couple of games, but Cavan teams have been competitive at times. But um, yeah, hopefully now Good Hill will book that trend there. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. All right, so we look forward to uh, to to seeing that on Saturday evening. Um, great news for the We Are Cavan listeners and for Den supporters that there will be a full live commentary here on We Are Cavan. With thanks to the Tank Bar, uh, Brian Boylan and the Tank Bar there, but um, full live commentary. We'll be sending out the link on social media. The only place that you will hear any of the live action from um. Then taking on the, the Antrim side on Saturday evening, 6 p.m. And again, it's thanks to Brian Boylan and the Tank Bar. So delighted that we can we can get that um, broadcast for, for the Den supporters worldwide. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Fair play to Brian Boylan there for, for uh, making that happen. Um, I don't think I'm going to get to it myself, Damien, so I'll be, I'm going to try. And if I, if I can, I'll be sitting beside you. But if, if not, I'll... Um, I'd be listening in. So I'm looking forward to this one. First, Ulster Club is always intriguing. You know, first round of the Ulster Club. It's, it's brilliant. It's one of the great developments in the GEA in the last 20 years is this Ulster Club in all grades. 
because it just adds so much to the to the winter when you have very little football and suddenly, you know, a, a game that, you know, this the Antrim team against Den, uh, this is a game that has never happened before and will never happen again. It's very unlikely that both teams will win the same championship in the same year and get drawn against each other. Yeah. So yeah. it's so so novel and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Now. It's something to look forward to. Looking forward to it, I caught up with the Den manager, Stephen Baxter. So let's hear from Stephen. So delighted to be joined by the Den manager, Stephen Baxter, ahead of the first round of the Ulster Junior Club Championship Saturday evening, 6pm, Kingspan Breffney. Stephen, how have the preparations gone? With the, did the celebrations go on long or what way were you? Um, no, look, at the celebrations were well well overdue at that stage. So we enjoyed them. and We got back to... Got back to train, I think it was the following Friday night after we slowly um eased the way back into it. But the last couple of weeks, yeah, we've been we've been training hard. We're looking forward to the Saturday evening. I think I said to Paul after the after the final that the Ulster Championship is a it's it's a, it's a fantastic competition, whether it's intermediate or senior or junior, it's it's it's, it's something that we're really looking forward to and we're we're gonna give it our best shot now come Saturday evening. Yeah, I suppose the um when 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 you come out from the county or when you start you're you're always focused on winning within the county but then as you've seen the last time you were with Ballamacue the Ulster competition is something that that's you know you have a great opportunity you have a great chance in it Ballamacue you know could have could have got over the line and gone all the way to an Ulster title so you you probably have that still in the back of your mind have you? Yeah it's still a regret sometimes you'll be talking to the boys about 2017 and Look, it was a fantastic year, and it's probably something similar. Then we we're a long waiting to get over the line, and it is a regret because the team that bet us in the quarter final of that, and I suppose a little bit of controversy went on before it. But like the team that bet us went on and actually won Ulster, so it is something that we regret. And you know, it's, it's a competition you really only get one chance chance at because you're, you're not going to be in the Ulster Junior Championship next year, so you got to take this with with both hands. So we're that's kind of what we're aiming for come, come Saturday evening. So you're, you're taking on the Antrim uh, champions, I think they're called Neve Congal, or I'm, me Irish yeah. isn't good enough at all. But, uh, no, do you know, you're, you're like me on that one. <laughs> do you know much about them, Stephen? Not really. We know they're probably something similar to ourselves. They got to the final last year. It was played earlier on this year and um, got beaten, I think got beat well in that one. And then they won. They won this year's finals, and the day after we won ours, they won it on penalties. So, look, we've we've done a little bit of homework on them, to be honest with you. And um, good side, sure. Look at any team you're going to play now. They're the respective champions from their respective counties, so they're not going to be a bad side. And their tails be up. They're going to come in with confidence. I'm sure they're going to come down to Bretney. Um, look, we want him to beat us, so. We'll, we'll meet the challenge so we will is, is home advantage a, a big advantage I think it is um, we've probably played more games in Brentley Park this year than we have in Cross Keys the way yeah. the way the championship went for us it is a big advantage like I wouldn't fancy driving to Antrim Town on Saturday afternoon for that two three hours getting your preparation right getting your food right getting your everything else right in between so I think it is a big advantage, yeah. Have you any injury worries ahead of it? A few little knocks. I, I, I'm expecting a, a full a full panel for a Saturday evening. Um, the problem we have, we, we've squatted 38 and to get the numbers down to 30 because the Ulster, um, mm-hmm. the Ulster Council are very strict on that as well. So 
in one way it's a good problem, but it's it's a tough one at the same time because um, I think I said it to you after the semi final, like the, the response we got after the Temple Four game was fantastic. With everyone really putting their shoulders up in, and you know yourself from being in management that you appreciate the lads putting in the effort. And when you have 34, 35, 36, 38 lads buying for spots, it's brilliant. It drives the whole thing on. Yeah. So we're just kind of in that Deep. unusual position. We just have to get 30 lads into <laughs> into Bradley Park on, on, on Saturday evening. Each and every one of the panel deserved their, their place on the bench. Oh, well, there, that but that unfortunately, it's, the, it's the cruel part of, of, of management. Is that yeah. Of it. Yeah. Out of your control, though. But Stephen, thanks, William, for that. Wish you the very best of luck. Look, looking forward to, uh, to, to the game. Should be, should be an exciting game of football anyway because Ulster Championship, as much as you, you'd like to know about the opposition, you definitely are going to be deal, dealt with surprises, but they'll be dealt with surprises from your end, as, as I'm sure they're yeah, aware of. Yeah, Dan, obviously, raring to go there. Look, looking forward to it. You can you can hear in them there the the hurt, and it still hurts them. The Balamacu's out in, in in Ulster, like there was an opportunity for Balamacu to win that Ulster championship, and and it just slipped through their hands. Unfortunate set of circumstances in the build up to that game against wasn't it Neve Connell? Yeah, I think it was because I remember having a a massive bet on them because I had seen them against the I'd seen them against um, I'd seen Ben Lelek in the semi final. That's what it was. Of that competition, and I had, had seen Nave Connell and um, going into that final. So I, I think we both backed it, Damien. If you remember, that's right, we, we did. We were, it was the most interest that, that we ever had in an Ulster Club competition. <laughs> an Ulster Club final that didn't involve a junior level, that didn't involve a Cavan team. But Bradley McHugh were very close that year because that team, that Donegal team, that won it. Uh, they had been in the intermediate final in Donegal two years before that, got relegated, and one bad season they were probably too good for that grade. Whereas Bradley McHugh had been there and had been. Uh, sort of your traditional team coming up winning a junior actually kind of bottomed out a junior and started again and that's really the way it is with Den because I was talking to a friend of mine up in Antrim I was asking him about this team that Den are playing and he, uh, he was asking me about Den and I was saying well you know they were senior for years and um, uh, they got relegated two years in a row and he says oh yeah he goes as soon as I said that he said oh yeah Jesus that sounds like one of those teams that never should have been junior and I said I said first of all I said yeah they were too good for junior and I said well hold on it actually took them three goals to win it so they weren't they weren't too good for junior then really like they did bottom out and I know that then management uh, and Jerome Karen in particular referenced that one the, the year they didn't get out of the group as an important one where that kind of gave them a kick up the arse and said lads you are a junior team and you have to get out of it so yeah. it's interesting thinking about the profiles of the teams whereas this this team that they're playing are from Antrim Town so like up in North Antrim you have a serious amount of hurling and you've you've got good football teams up there as well in the, obviously in West Belfast you've got an absolute hot spot of of uh, strong senior teams around there like with St Gauls and St Pauls and St John's and Rossa and all those teams but Antrim town is a bit of a bit of a desert for GA because it'd be a sort of a unionist area north of the city so the GA club up there wouldn't be picking from a massive um they wouldn't have a massive tradition of success. They would have been traditionally been a junior team. They're in Division Three in the Antrim League, which is a which is a fairly poor standard. Um, now, for what I what I've gathered from talking to my my man up there is that they're full of talent. This Antrim team, he says they're they're lots of good footballers, but he said they, they they're a team that's always flattering to, or flattering to deceive. They're always threatening to do go and do something, and they, they maybe they'd make a rip of a start to the league, and everyone's saying right, they're going to get up to Division Two at last, and 
to get a dodgy defeat and that that would knock the stuffing out of them. So um, they, he says they've got some very good footballers, but there would be traditionally sort of minnows up there, not to be disrespectful to them. Yeah, and they they even I think within the last ten years or so they actually went the season without fielding a team. Um, so there's there they definitely seem to be a, a kind of a hit and miss club. Um, but having said that. There's there's no way you can take them. Sometimes when they have good footballers, the bigger occasion really tickles them and, and will get the best out of them. So if then take them for granted, they're they're going to be in for a rude awakening, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well he did he did reiterate that point to I me mean, that they've lots of good players. Like they've a midfielder there called Miles Devine. He scored nine points in the county final. I don't know how many of those were frees, but he's he's a really star a star for them. So that's a name to remember. Um their goalkeeper is called one of the one of the great Antrim names. I think this if you had to come up with a name for a lad from around Belfast, you'd call him Anto Watson. And that, that's what their, their goalkeeper is called. And they actually won the county final on penalties, and Anto saved the penalty to win it. So he's he's supposed to be a good goalie as well. So that's a couple of names that I was I was given. Look, information is sketchy enough, but um the bookies have then installed as 10 to 1 on favourites. So that's the kind really? of one. Yeah, I wouldn't be putting the house on that because I mean, oh, it's, gosh. it's information is so scant. But they're probably looking at the general standard of team of teams that come out of uh, Antrim in the junior. And I was looking at it earlier on. Antrim have never won the Ulster Club Junior, um, and they've they've generally uh, not made the final. They made the final once in two thousand and nine. So you'd look at that and that would give you confidence. And in 2009, that team was St. Teresa's and they were just beaten by a point by Emmy Vale. And I think Emmy Vale might have went on that year and done better. But our record is is almost as bad. Chungun won the first one in 2001. We never actually won it since. And even though um, Swan and Barr are regarded as having won it because they got to the All-Ireland final. But if you remember, they didn't actually win that game on the field. They won it in the committee room. Mm. They were beaten by five points by Cardoff that year in 2010. It turned out Cardoff had played an ineligible player, a player that was too young, uh, mm. which was, you know, it was, it was, yeah. a, it was a, a sketchy enough one, but um, I know the squad had, had a flu, I think a few of the lads had picked up the flu a couple of days before that game uh, and they probably felt that they hadn't got put their best foot forward that day anyway. Um, but, other than that, we, we no Cam team has even made the final of it. And that is incredible when you think about it. a lot of the strong junior teams, like Bally McHugh you talked about there, like Arva. Um, yeah. Ricks of those teams were very strong coming out of junior and Cavan. And Drumlane were exceptionally strong. Now, Drumlane um, only had a week and they played the Monaghan champions and uh, that was probably a hiding to nothing there because it, I was actually... Well, Monaghan, Monaghan have such a strong record at ah. this... It's great. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They, looking through it here, <coughs> they've won it uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've won it eight times. They've been beaten in the final four or six times. So this competition has only been running. There's been 19 renewals of this competition. Amon have been the in the final. teams have been 14 times. 14 finals and won it, won it uh, pretty pretty strongly. Now, yeah. generally, the Fermanagh the teams are generally very poor in it. They've only made one final. That was that Bell and Lake team that I talked about, and they were beaten by by Nave Column Kill from Donegal. That that one that we were so um, interested in. The other is Derry. Derry are generally quite quite weak in the junior. Like in the last, uh, they made two finals early on in that junior, um, 
Balearan were in a final. That's the team that Charlie Gallagher played with. Limit Valley were in a final. Then they, they made, after that, they only made uh, four finals again. So they're, they're generally reasonably weak. But the, the thing is, they can sometimes come with a team out of nowhere in Derry who, who just probably shouldn't be junior. And we saw that with, with Limavady mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, like they had Callum Brown and players like that. And so the reason I bring that up is because if, if then come through this, they play the winners of Fermanagh and Derry. And I think that the Derry team uh, was only conceding an average of four points throughout the county championship. So they're going to be very strong, you'd imagine. They could be another Limavady. Uh, whereas I think it's St. Pat's Dona is the Fermanagh champions. And they were they scored something crazy, like... Um, 30 goals or something in their season so right. that's going to be a really interesting one but like I suppose for them you can't look past this one No they definitely can't like as strong as Monaghan are the next strongest team generally in this competition are the Tyrone champions and they're already out uh, having lost to Monaghan in the preliminary round so it's um, it's, look at the, the carrot is, is definitely there there's an opportunity for them but um, preparation wise They've got a, a full hand to pick from Stephen says, um, you know, we key players for them, Paul, that, that are going to have to play well here. Who, who are they? Well, sure. I suppose anyone listening to the junior team of the year podcast the other day will know uh, who the key men are for, for them. Like, um, obviously starting with Mark Fagan and goals and then Connor O'Reilly has been outstanding around the middle. Oshin Kiernan, uh, we were saying on the podcast, like how, how well he did. And yet there's probably some more in him. And if he can bring that bit of consistency, like he could be the star this winter if Denner to go on a run. Uh, and up front, then you've got kind of a stellar lineup, like um, with the two Donahues and obviously Cavell Kyogen there as well, chip him with a few points. Uh, ben Connolly. Yeah. I th- is, I think is Cavell home? He, I, I was watching social media. He, he was He's in New York at the minute, isn't he? Oh, is he right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Is he home or not? Yes. Someone else might come into the team. Yeah, he he may not just. I I don't know if he's home in time for it. Um, in in time for the game, or he he's definitely as of even we're broadcasting this on Friday. He's he's still currently in New York, from what I understand, anyway. So right. Um, there there may be a question mark over whether Cavell Kyogen is is there. But having said that, they've come through a lot of games throughout the championship without Cavell as well. So they're not as reliant on him as they possibly were at one stage. Mm, that's right, yeah, and they do have good free takers there. Um, mm, yeah, aside from him as well. So, yeah, th- that's right. They can probably ah look if they're ten to one on, like you'd have to imagine they'll get by. Now, uh, in actual fact, the uh, the Antrim team won their final the day after then won theirs. They won on the Sunday, so they've had a long run into it. They've had basically a month of so twenty seven days, uh, which is interesting as well. So there's no big advantage to to Dan in that score that they've they've kind of had longer to get over the celebrations and all the rest of it. Um, other than that, just as I said, information is very sketchy and you just have to hope that, that Dan will be the ones to, to go and win, do this. And I think there's a great opportunity there um, if they can come through it. That it, You know, you couldn't have asked for a better draw on paper anyway to get to get the Antrim team at home and then get the winners of Derry and Fermanagh. Generally speaking, in terms of how the trends are, like you're avoiding Monaghan, and you're avoiding Tyrone. And Donegal have been really strong mm. in recent years. Donegal generally used to do well in the Ulster Club, and particularly in the junior. But we've seen in recent years, like they've actually been in like five of the last six finals and they've won two of the last three. Bunkrana were beaten in the final last year by Black Hill. Red Hughes and, and Neil Colm killed one or two years in a row. Oris were in the final. Like, and I, I remember that Oris team... They were well beaten in the final in 2014, but like, 
<coughs> they went and beat uh, Arva in Breffney. And I, I couldn't believe that result at the time. Like Arva were a really good up and coming team who just won the junior. And <coughs> they backed that up by making two intermediate finals uh, the following two years, I think. And yet mm. they were beaten in the first round. So uh, Donegal are the county you probably want to avoid in this as well. And, and then have managed that in the draw. So I think it's a great, great opportunity for them now. But this was the first thing in these also competitions, just get one win over your belt and a bit of momentum. So please God, it happens. Yeah, yeah very, very much so. We'll look at live broadcast of it will be on We Are Cavan on our Mixalor page. If you haven't already um, followed our, our Mixalor, just um, if you like the Mixalor page, then you'll get a notification of when we go live. And of course, the coverage is brought to you by the Tank Bar, Brian Boylan and Code Air. So thanks a million for that. We're looking forward to, to broadcasting that. We'll be on air from about 10 to 6. Um, so spread the word. We'll we'll get that out on social media so anybody who wants to listen in can listen in. Maybe Kevelt Yogan will be listening in. You wouldn't know. <laughs> um. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business. Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Just before I let you go, Paul, um couple of things to highlight one our Cavan lives podcast before we move on we have Shane Connaughton was in the first one um an, an absolutely brilliant interview Mark Farley doing the interview and um and then our second one was with Finn Keenan who is a filmmaker producer extraordinaire and uh if you check out our social media you'll see all his stuff about the Cavan lives podcast really good addition there over on our Patreon service um if you're not into football then it's only $3 a month. But if you're already subscribed to the diehard service, you get these Cavan Lives podcasts for free. Literally nothing to do with football. Um, these are these are very much taking extraordinary lives or people who who live different, maybe unique lives, but have a connection with Cavan. And we, we do in-depth interviews or Mark Farley does an in-depth interview with them. Can I get a, a comment on you? There's some managerial appointments we need to get through. Shani Smith as the county minor manager for two years with the option of a, of a tour with Barry McGahan, Niall McDermott and Liam Brady and in the backroom team. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about this one actually, Damon. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, we'll have to, we'll have to try and get Shawnee on for a podcast, but yeah, no, I think that's, that's super brilliant news that uh, those four fellas will hopefully do a great job there now. Terror, I do forget what we talk about on and off air, but <laughs> one thing we definitely didn't talk about on air was Shawnee Johnston in, in the backroom team with the county seniors. Yeah, that's come from left field, I'd say. Um, like I, I would have thought he was going to stay on with Collins for another year, but I understand Mickey Ling is, is is stepping up. He was sort of assistant, I suppose you could say, or selector uh, with Collins last year, as far yeah, as I know. So, coach. So he's stepping up. He's going to be manager with Collins. So they've got that continuity. Okay. And Johnston uh, is going to be... Forwards, forwards coach was, was I think, what I saw. He was listed as. So I'm actually off work this weekend. Uh, this week gone by and next week, Damien. So I'm out of the loop a little bit. So I haven't been talking to anyone or haven't uh, made any phone calls to dig into these things. But um, no, best of luck to, to Jelly as well. Hopefully that'll be a mm. big success. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll 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 get talking to somebody from the county seniors in in the next couple of weeks as the winter kicks in. We'll we'll hopefully get Mickey Graham in for a conversation and and talk about his his whole new backroom team because plenty of plenty of additions in there with Ricey and 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 Shani now as well. So and the other the other one we better talk about before we go quickly, Damien, is is the proposed move of Jordan Morris to Kingscourt, um, from from Nauberg because that's one that that. Uh, I heard about it about a week ago and I think on the WhatsApp group I said it to Mickey Brennan and he immediately dismissed it uh, because it sounded a little bit outlandish but um, I had actually heard for years I, I, I'd been hearing this for years that that there was always a, there was always a little bit of talk about it because to be fair this is not uh, this is not a dodgy transfer at, at all like Jordan Morris is the closest thing you get to a Kingscourt man he's actually born in Kingscourt give, give us for for people who don't know, there's probably Calvin people who don't pay any attention to Mead football. Give us the the roundup of who Jordan Morris is. Well, he's he's the Mead full forward. He's a starting starting forward with Mead. He's he's a brilliant, brilliantly powerful left footed player. He's very very accurate and he's got a great eye for goal. He's an outstanding forward. I think he'd make the Calvin the Calvin team to be honest. Um, mm, I think he he'd would. be it. <clears throat> I honestly think if he was playing for Calvin, he'd, he'd be a starter. Um, I I foresaw him playing in an under seventeen All Ireland semi final in Breffney where Mead played their own and he, the stars on each team were Jordan Morris and Derek Canavan. So that's yeah. the kind of the quality that he has. But um, yeah, his father Gary played with Kingscourt and I think he won championships with Kingscourt maybe around it ninety three. I think I think he was county minor captain uh, around that time. He was a wing back um, and obviously before my time, but he was supposed to be an exceptionally good player um, so his, his Kingscourt links are very strong uh, he lives just out the road um, he, he lives in Mead but I think it's, I think it's very close to Kingscourt where he lives and there's always been a lot of talk about that he might might go and play with Kingscourt um, and Nobber intermediate and he probably wants maybe to play senior football or whatever go back to play for his dad's club or whatever it is I don't know but I think it's I don't think it's acrimonious or anything like that and it's not in any way dodgy. He works in Kingscourt. I think he maybe goes out with a guard in Kingscourt. So he's, he's got cousins playing with Kingscourt as well or played with Kingscourt. So Kingscourt links are very, very strong. So I think it's a, it's a fair enough transfer and, and it's a it's a massive, massive boost for Kingscourt because I think if there was a transfer market, he's exactly who they would buy, to be honest. Yeah. Not saying that the yeah. bottom, but he's just a player to need is what I'm trying to say. Well, the, the funny thing is that so Finbar O'Reilly has stepped down as manager from Kingscourt, and uh, just from from what I'm hearing, there was there's rumours that Barry O'Reilly is retiring as well. Um, a very heavy we- workload has has meant he won't have the time to commit. So, if uh, if there's that that sort of change, something like this will boost the entire club because the loss of Barry O'Reilly and and, and Fimber as manager, I'm sure, are things that um. That that the club didn't really want to happen, I'm sure, but it's uh, Jordan Morris coming in will will definitely have people looking to to get involved. Probably put it the right way with with, with Kings Court with that. So it's a huge huge story. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who to get as manager now. Finbar's stepped away mm-hmm. because it's it's a not it's a lot more attractive proposition a team with a intercounty starting forward in it uh, than than without. So. Yeah, and with, Bar- yeah, with Barry Riley as well, like maybe Barry would reconsider now because it's going to take pressure off him. And you know, it's a tantalizing prospect, Barry 
Barry swinging the ball in at the outside of the left boot into Jordan oh. Morris. Oh. And then Joe Dillon just bouncing around the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like I like that look at that already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he might just be enticed to, to do one more year and, and, and see if he can get that. That would be a second senior championship medal, wouldn't it, Barry? If he if he got another one, he's won just. No, no, no. He's got no. He's got. He was there there in two thousand and ten, and he was there in, in fifteen. Oh, so, right, okay. Uh, yeah, this would be his third. I think he was there in ten. He was. Oh, yeah, he was. He's got a young. I think he scored nine points in the final. I mean, you have a short memory. I brutal memory, <laughs> absolutely brutal memory. But anyway, come here before I forget where I am. I better go. <laughs> Thanks, folks, again for, for listening. Don't forget to check out the uh, patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin for more podcasts um, to do with GEA and not to do with GEA. And finally, don't forget to check out the live commentary, full live commentary, with thanks to the tank bar um, of Den against Neve Kungal. I'm going to go with Kungal um, next tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. throw in, in Kingspan Breffney. So that'll be on our MixLR page, but we'll be posting it all over social media. So please do like and share. Paul, thanks a million. Enjoy your fishing. Thanks, David.